Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have the amazing Camille McKenzie with me today. And I can just not say enough good things about my sister here. I absolutely love this woman. I love her heart for the Lord. She is uh, bubbling up all the time with the goodness of God. She broadcasts every morning, pretty much. And but she's got some amazing programs. And I want to read you just a few little snippets about my girl, Camille. Camille's been teaching and preaching the word of God since she was in high school. Uh, God's word has been an inspiration in her life and throughout her life. Now she's using that mission to give back what God has given to her by inspiring women to be transformed by God's word. Uh, she, her company is Camille Inspires, which focuses on the teaching of Christian, teaching Christian women how to understand and apply God's word, uh, taking care of their bodies, their emotions, and their spirits. So you guys know that this girl's right in my lane. That's why we mesh so well together. She's a firm believer that there's no problem that God can and his word cannot solve. And she inspires women to believe the same. Uh, Camille's brand is a reflection of who she is, which is focused, disciplined, committed, loving. And additionally, she is a certified coach. Uh, she uses a powerful combination of the coaching techniques with the word of God uh, to guide women and one another to their transformed life. I'm telling you, I met Camille uh, through uh, my buddy, Justin Kappen. And we are in uh, like an inner circle together. And when I first met her, I was like, oh, Lord, what a precious woman I got. I just love her spirit. I love her art. She broadcasts very early for me because she's an hour later where she's at. So I usually have to catch her on the replay. But I'm encouraging you after this broadcast, I want you to go and follow her because her there's just so much wisdom. And she doesn't just like talk at you. She talks with you and she provokes you to go deeper. And that's really what we need because we can't be transformed unless we go deeper in the truth of God. And so I encourage you guys to find Camille and follow her. But this morning, I would like to welcome her to the broadcast. Good morning, Camille. Good morning, Mrs. Maggie Kavanaugh. It's a privilege and honor to be here with you. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to not just speak to you, but to speak to also those who are, have been inspired to listen. Yes, absolutely. And we always pray that this broadcast gets to the people it needs to get to. And I know there are so many things going on right now. More people are on the internet than ever before. And a lot of people are searching for answers. Yeah, yeah. And in your bio, it talks about, you know, the wholeness, which I love because you know, I'm a spirit, soul, body lady myself. And I know that you've got many great programs to help people to go deeper in the things of God. And on her website, which is Camille Inspires, is it .com or org? Dot com, dot com. com. Okay. Dot com. You can find all kinds of great tools and resources. She's got a book on there, um, great tips and so forth. But right now she's doing an amazing program. So awesome. And it's a, it's called Eating with Jesus. <laughs> Eating with Jesus. You know, listen, feeding on the word of God, but also feeding. And I've seen you make some porridge or something the other day. I was like, what on earth is she doing here? I just loved it. So, Camille, why don't you tell the viewers exactly what is Eating with Jesus? Yeah, Eating with Jesus is really born out of a desire, not just for myself, but ultimately for all the people in whom I've been privileged to serve throughout the years who have said to me, Camille, I know that Christ, you know, got up in the morning and he spent time with the word and he spent time with the, ultimately with the father, not obviously the physical word. And they struggle, though. They say, I know that's a pattern, but I just kind of struggle with being able to get up early in the morning and actually do that. So I've been praying. And then the idea came, why not marry the time in which we eat, which is a 
definitive time for most of us who are privileged to do so, uh, to marry that time with the word of God, as the word of God says that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So not why not marry the two together? So as we eat the word of God, we're also eating our physical bread. It creates a habit for the family, for ourselves personally, for our spouses and ourselves, whoever's in the household, that will continue because the habit of eating is already there. So now we're just combining it. We're just having some time with God during that time. Wow, that's brilliant because, you know, I've always told people in counseling whenever I give them some attributes or some scriptures to meditate on or, or different things. And I would say, listen, take it like you would your medicine or take it like you would. You know, if you went to the doctor, the doctor said, take this three times a day, you would do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. you know, take it like your nourishment. Mm -hmm. You would do it. That's a brilliant concept. I had never really thought about. I mean, I've thought about applying the word throughout the day. Right. And, you know, because we need to be tuned into the Holy Spirit all the time and listening to him, but actually taking the time to focus on what is God saying right now. That's amazing. Now, this is I know this is going on right now in this broadcast, but that's in a special group, right? Yeah, indeed. If they want to become a part of Eating With Jesus, it's easy. Just go to eatingwithjesus.com is our Facebook group. The reason why I established this community, Maggie, and for all of you who are listening is for one simple reason, that a community of people will help me to build this program out so that it is one that is not about what Camille thinks and what my mind thinks, but what people actually really need. And so that's why Eating With Jesus, the community, Facebook community is there. And Maggie, for me, for the longest time, my heart has been the word of God because I realized that transformation and change in the Christian life cannot happen apart from the word of God and his spirit lives in the word. And while we don't have the opportunity to sit with Christ bodily in form like the disciples do, we have the tremendous opportunity to be with him every single day, whether it's meal time or whatever time we choose to literally walk with him through the pages of scripture. And this is the opportunity not only to be uh, enlightened by him and to things that are going on in our days and the wisdom that he can provide, but also to hear him speak to our hearts about really the type of things that need to change. Because this is the thing. The things that we bother us, we lack peace, we lack joy, we are you know, insecure about, all these kind of things. He has the solution. He wants to, to give us the solution and help to walk us through whatever's causing us pain. But if we don't spend time with him daily, we're losing out on this valuable, valuable opportunity to be changed and really to have the life that we always wanted to have. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. And that is so true because, you know, I know even in my own walk, you know, I'm just going to be transparent here. You know, it, we get sidetracked with life. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we get up, we, we throw out our prayer requests, like a, like a to-do list for God. <laughs> and then we, we don't always take the time to sit in his presence. Right. You know? And it's a, it's a two-way thing. It's not a like, you know, you know, do this, fix this, you know, help me. And then off you go because he's trying to give us a solution. And, you know, I love the fact that even on your website, it talks about, having, you know, the solutions are in God's work. And, you know, if we would take the time, but we don't always do that, do we? No, we don't. Practically, Maggie, there are two things I want to say here. I want to talk about an experience I had in India, but the first of which I want to say ditto. Ditto, sister. I think we all have been there. And that's why I mentioned at the top of the broadcast that when we were talking about eating with Jesus, that this is not just a concept for others. It's a concept for me. You know, when you're busy, even ministering to other people, pastors, teachers, we may be 
in the word for others, but not in the word for ourselves. And to oh, come honest. on, come on, say that again. You know, and so it's happened to me and I'm just like, okay, God, I want to get it more times in the morning and spend with you, but I'm finding that the to-do list of the day is like kind of calling my name. And I know theoretically what I want to do, but I'm feeling called to move and called to actually do all these things. So this is an opportunity for me to say, okay, God, you're not this legalistic binding God. I could sit here at your feet at another time. And eventually as I eat with him, the habit will blend into my morning time because I'm going to enjoy the time that I'm having at mealtime. So eventually I may say, you know what, God, I think I'm going to get up a little bit earlier, you know, this morning and spend with you. So that's, that's part of the uh, transparency there on my part as well. The second thing too, you talk about solutions and the word of God being the solution. When I went to India several years ago, something really disheartened me really, really just kind of rocked my world is me and my husband were there. We ended up going with a group of people and uh, these were amazing folks. Uh, just they were searching like everyone else for truth, for help with the issues of their lives. And they brought us to an ashram, a, pla a place where people got the opportunity to have monks bless them or uh, pray for them or whatever. And me and my husband opted not to do that and sat down in a chair and kind of watched everything going by. And I remember it got to a point that my husband was like, this is so deep, This, what's happening right now, that he was just watching everything and he was disturbed by it. And he was like, you know what, let's pray. And in his yeah. prayer, he talked about the fact that, you know what, God, I'm sorry that somehow it seems like all these people from the West, countries like America, from Europe, somehow felt like Christianity didn't have the answers for them. And that some some other voice in the East did. And we're sorry. We're so sorry that somehow, some way, we didn't communicate that Christ is the answer. And so for me, that really became a palpable beating in my heart to really help people to see he is the answer to everything that we seek. Absolutely. You know, I had a similar experience where um, I was involved in a, it. It was a spiritual thing and and not knocking any other types of uh, spiritual no. disciplines or practices. But the reality is, is that people are searching right. and, you know, when we get caught up in those areas, right. I personally believe that we open up doors to the enemy when yeah. we dibble dabble in yeah. false religions, false gods. You go back to, and read the scriptures. I mean, yeah. my goodness, those people were doing all the things that they worship. Come on, I go and count. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we do open ourselves up to things and I don't bash anything from the East or, you know, what they're doing, people where they are in their spiritual journey. And I recognize that and have compassion for them. But I know that the answer is in Christ. I know that with my years and walking with him, that he has just been everything for me. And I know that the solution is in him. So if you have a good thing, why don't you want to share it with everyone else? You want to help everyone to really realize that he does have the answer. And if you're struggling with uh, issues of having peace, or if you're struggling with anxiety, or you're struggling with the ability to just uh, find out how can you assess or order your priorities right, that Christ can help you with that. He really can. And he'll bring people into our lives to kind of bring everything full circle for us. Absolutely. And I know in my early years with the walk with the Lord, you know, I was it was so hard for me to get close to him. Yeah. You know, it was like really a struggle because, you know, the Bible says that seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. And, you know, God always does his part. But there's that 
portion of us where we have to surrender. Right. I think a lot of times that people look for um, an experiential thing, you know, like a, a couple, um, you know, angels show up and, you know, light come from heaven and, oh, my Lord, you know, that type of thing. And it's really not like that. It's about it's about community with the Father. Amen. Amen. Growing with him. That's why what, what eating with Jesus is so powerful because we don't, and I was in corporate America marketplace ministry for a long time. I had a, a program called basic brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had a weekly prayer meeting, weekly Bible study before the Lord called me out into full-time ministry. I was doing marketplace ministry. So these people got it. They understood that, you know, listen, lunchtime, I, I got to get some more nutrients because the world will, will chew you up, spit you out. You know, it's like that Rocky movie. What is it? The world is cruel. And it'll take you down and all that. You know, it's not sunshine and rainbows and all that. It is true. And, and the Bible tells us to be in the world, but not of the world. And so we have got to find some way to pull apart where we can hear clearly because there's so much demands Amen. on our country, you know, our eyes, our ears, you know, constantly wanting our attention. Do this yeah. and to keep us away from that intimacy. Right, right. You're so right. And you think about the age of social media where we have notifications constantly going up on our phones. The accessibility of each of us is within a phone or a tablet or our computer away. And so that can easily draw any of us away from Christ and really his word. And I find it amazing, Maggie, that in an age in where whether it's your tablet or your phone or whatever, where the word of God is available to all of us really around the world, that we are the most biblically illiterate generation really of the modern time. And that is because our attention is so scattered in all these different directions on all these things that really don't matter. And what matters in the end is really the time that we spend with God, learning at his feet, like Mary and Martha. You remember Martha was busy serving, busy, busy, busy. We can get into that tailspin, that even busyness in serving him becomes yeah. a distraction in actually sitting at his feet and drawing nutrients from him and his spirit. So we really want to get back to that as best as we can. And I think a way to just start is just to eat our meals with him. It's not about anything big, uh, Maggie's not anything fancy, meaning, oh, gosh, I'm sitting here for an hour, 30 minutes eat, or an hour eating my meal, and I got to be here an hour with Jesus. No, nothing like that. However God inspires you, if it's just 10 minutes, if it's five minutes you're eating and you, you, you're inspired to spend with him, start small. It matters. Every moment matters with the king. You know, I'm in the group, so I've had the exposure to some of this, but tell them if they were to go into this public group. And I love the fact that you're almost doing like a beta with it, kind of like gathering the yeah. data and the and finding out what is working for people and, right. and so forth. And um, what is the tell them what to expect if they come into this community? Great question. If they were to come into the community, what we really are, she just mentioned kind of like a beta where you're going to see me share experiences like yesterday. I shared a walking with Christ, me and my husband walking and the whole idea there was to show and to 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 really make us aware, more aware that let's not just kind of quote, like confine our time with God with just 
one time, like maybe in the morning and we're sitting there with the word of God and that's our time. We can walk with him. We could wash dishes with him. We can eat with him. We can make him more part of our days in very simple ways. So you'll see me doing things like that, whether it's walking, I can shoot shots of me uh, washing dishes and what I may do in that time, just to give ideas of what it means, not just to eat with Jesus. The whole idea is to commune with him. Also in the group, what you're going to find is I'm going to give ideas out to the group. If I was to create a recipe book, for instance, that had devotional concept in that in that uh, recipe book, would that work for you? Would that be something you and your family would be able to say, yeah, you know what, that'd be helpful. Or you say to my, me, no, Camille, that would not be helpful. So I'm throwing out concepts that people can say, look, I honestly struggle with my time, spending time with God. This will work for me. This won't. It's an open form to be able to share all of that so I can create according to what people need. Not once again, what's in my head and what's in my heart. I love that. I love that because that is truly going out to the Lord's people saying, what do you need? Right, you know? right. And I'm a facilitator of what God's doing. Right. Now, right. I love it because we, we have to partner with what God's doing. Right. right. And right. that's what you're doing. You're seeing what the Father's doing and then you're gathering, right. you know, those who will listen right. and then allowing them to partner with what the Holy Spirit is doing through you. Amen. And it's not based on just your knowledge. It's based on the word of God is based on setting that rhythm or that priority of the day. And we need practical things like that to help us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you think about Christ, thanks, Maggie, for sharing that with Christ. He, it wasn't about him. It never was about him. It was That's about right. who he was called to serve. When I think about the woman at the well, when he felt it necessary to go see her, it was about her needs. It's about what he recognized was her needs and how he could meet those needs. And Christ is all about that. And for us as his disciples, the same has to be true. And whatever we're doing is not about how can I best get myself out there and project right. that into the world. It's about how best can I serve God's people. In yeah. whatever simple ways, even I'm talking about myself, we're talking about Camille this morning and what I'm doing, but I'm, let's talk, turn the conversation to you who may be watching live or by replay. What simple ways can you uh, reach out and serve others? God could be calling you to do just simple things on a day-to-day -day basis by listening and being in tune to what other people are saying around you. Christ was really great at that. He noticed when you watch the disciple, when you watch it, some of the words that are used in this, the uh, scriptures, it talks about he noticed, he saw, and compassion went out as he interacted with people. So the same is true with us. As we notice and we see what's happening in the lives of someone, someone looks like they were hungry today or they're struggling in this pandemic, dropping off something at their home by way of groceries, simple things that we may be called to do in, in looking other outside of ourselves, not based on what we think other people need, listening and hearing and observing based on what God is leading us to do for others. Wow, that's so true. That's so beautiful because that is the message of the gospel is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, right. being led by the Holy Spirit. And yeah. the, the word tells us that you know if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right. So why would we not want to walk in the spirit? Because the lust of the flesh can get us in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Absolutely. And that battle is consistent, is it not? Just yeah. because you say, yes, I'm a born again believer in Jesus Christ does not mean that that battle has ended. It is with us. But if we allow God's spirit to be with us, that's why 
being in his word becomes really, really important because his spirit fills us. He lives and he inhabits his word. And as his word is filling us, the more of the spirit is filling us, which allows us to literally be more in tune to the voice of God and then to act accordingly. Yes. So, so important. So important. Christ is in his word. Yes. Amen. Let me ask you this, Camille, because I know I know that your philosophy is very similar to mine when it comes to holistic living and yeah. the temple is temple maintenance. You know, we yeah. talk a lot about the spirit of God. We talk about our soulish realm of our mind and our will and emotions, keeping all that stuff in check. And then we come to the temple, the body. You yeah. know, yeah. And so I know that you are a plant based diet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I know that you're, you're, you're certainly are, you know, you know, that everybody doing this program, you don't have to be plant based. You don't have to be holistic to do yeah. this program. Anybody can do this. I mean, this is this is a seriously yeah. anybody can yeah. cultivate that with the Lord. But yeah. let me ask you this. In this time, do you feel like as believers, we become a little more aware or convicted of what we're putting in our physical body because we are eating with Jesus. Would we eat a ho-ho and a ding-dong? And I don't know if they saw that stuff. I grew up on that crap. But would you, you know, Twinkie with Jesus? I I'm not feeling that. I don't think that's appropriate. Yes, Maggie. I think that's part of it. I, I can't help but thinking as Christ ate, we, we know his diet was mostly maybe fish and some of the things that were around uh, that he ate, he ate what was there, right? Yeah. So the concept is not to make anyone into anything when we're eating or Christ. It's not about, okay, you know, you need to be plant-based or you need to do right. what kind of eating or, and if you're not, you know, you're not really eating healthy. No, it's about being more healthy wherever you are. So if it means that you are someone who is a meat eater, what about your choices in meat? What are you doing in terms of making those uh, meal prep? Are you eating with uh, more oil or less oil? Those kind of things. Because if Christ was at your table, and you knew, you, imagine for a moment you were Martha and you're preparing that meal for him. We wouldn't want you going crazy and nervous and anxious about your meal prep time that you forget that the King of Kings is there and to really fellowshipping with him is the most important priority. We don't want you to do that. But you would be thinking about, hmm, what would I serve him? So you would not maybe, as you said, the Twinkie may not show up there. <laughs> you may do a nice little cake or pie or something like that. But you would be thinking about things that you feel that he would personally enjoy. And that would um, build up his body. That would keep his body healthy as would the other people that are sitting at the table as well. So that's what you would be thinking about. What would be things that would, uh, made Christ smile and he would enjoy and say, yeah, this was delicious. And at the same time, be able to know in your heart that, you know what, Lord, I just served you something that also edified your body, that your body, your cells, every member, of your, every part of your body was uh, screaming with delight because it was healthy and it was nutritious. So those dual concepts kind of at play there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can see that totally. And I'm just going to give you some feedback here because I totally would think that the recipe book with the devotion oh. that would be amazing because so many people, um, I, I guess we look at things and we look at things as secular and Christian. And to be honest, God created everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. And even if a secular person created something, 
God is the creator of the universe, created that person. And all good things come from the father, according to the word of God. And so if it is good for your body, then why would we not, or, or even, you know, your spirit or your life period, why would we not want to incorporate his truth in it? Because it reinforces his truth. Amen. You're absolutely right. And sometimes we can become very myopic or narrow-minded, you know, uh, in our thinking, meaning like, oh, I can't do this because, you know, this is more secular in nature. We need to be careful because one of the things that people like Martin Luther, the great reformer, understood as related to just music as an example is that he he used to take, uh, quote-unquote, secular kind of uh, lyrics and make them into Christian uh, songs that honored God. And some people look at that and say, well, I don't agree with that. How could you do that? But the reality is that we have to think about the fact that God, as you said, is Lord of all. He's the creator of all. And at the end of the day, it's about the intent and is about the reality of what we're seeking to do. Are we using that music? Are we using whatever we're eating to honor and glorify God? Paul, the Apostle Paul talked about this as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not so much about whether someone is eating meat uh, given to idols or not. It's about someone living true to, to their conscience and knowing what they're seeking to do truly in their heart is to honor and glorify God. That's the major point. That's so good, Camille. That's so good because it is a hard condition. It's hard, always. Yes, yes, that is intense. Man, this has been so good. We could go on for hours with this yeah. topic. This is such a powerful <laughs> topic. So, Camille, there are so many people that are wondering what, okay, so besides the Jesus, okay, I know that you have some other things. I know we're focusing <laughs> on that today. Uh, you know, I love that, Jesus. It just reminds me of some of those uh have you ever seen those shows where Jesus shows up in unusual places, like where he's in the diner? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the That's what I thought. Of. The first time I seen doing that, I thought about all of her theological questions being answered. Yes. And how Jesus just showed up, and I thought, man, that's like what Camille's doing. It's inviting the Lord to invade our space, our time that we generally are, you know, weak in our flesh and we're trying to, you know, get our need met. Why not get our need met from the Father? I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you all that do not know what we're talking about, we're talking about there's a Christian films out there and I believe it's called The Perfect Stranger. And yeah. um I think she was an attorney or something and she was just like real, you know, out there. She ends up having a dinner invitation invitation from Jesus and she gets to ask him all of these questions. And so I encourage you that if you're asking Jesus questions, if you are seeking, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. That's the scripture. That is the truth. This is why people like Lee Strobel, uh, the guy who wrote A Case for Christ, who was a hardcore atheist trying to disprove to his wife that Christ was real, went out doing most of the major research. And he was literally, uh, that's, that was his profession. He was an investigative reporter. And he looked un, under every rock, every, every tree, everywhere to try to find answers to disprove it. And guess what? He is a devout Christian who's written many books because anybody who goes deeper in their walk with the Lord is going to find him. And so for these people at the at the at the temple thing, I have recently I seen something similar to what you're referring to. And, you know, actually, somebody actually messaged me and said, what do you think about this? And I said, I think there's a lot of deception in the world. And I think that the more that we seek the father, truth will always overcome a lie right. and light will always overtake darkness. Mm -hmm. And when you look for the authentic in Christ, you're going to find it. And then you're going to want to hang out with Jesus mm -hmm. and have your meals with Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely, Maggie. You know, I think about John 21, one of my favorite scriptures in the word of God. Well, all the scriptures are my favorite. John 21. And I imagine the scene before my eyes of what it must have been like for the disciples to sit there and eat breakfast for him. And he's such a servant. Uh, our God is that he's preparing a meal for them. And them asking questions, uh, not just that time, but throughout their time dining with him. He dined with the disciples so many times with people, different kinds of people, all the time Christ was eating with folks. And you can imagine in those moments, them asking questions to him, those who really believed uh, that he was the son of God and asking questions about life, about their personal lives, about issues they were struggling with, with, uh, the, uh, yes, the spiritual will come up, but very practical questions I, I can imagine would be at that table. How do I deal with the anxiety that, that I face every day, Christ? And the reality is someone may say, okay, that's nice, Camille. Yes, I can imagine that, John 21 and all these experiences, but he's not with us now. That's really nice. You can go back in time. The reality is that Christ has made it clear in John 1 that he is the word and that when we open up the word of God, that he is there with us in spirit, not in the flesh, but he is there. And those same questions that we practically have about our lives, like how do I deal with the anxiety? How do I deal with the stresses of my life? How do I deal with God? The fact that I'm struggling with being able to, to deal with this issue from my past. How do I deal with that, Lord? You can ask those questions. I believe, honestly, as you eat with Jesus or you commune with him, however you choose to commune with him, questions are a huge part of it. He asks a lot of questions and he invites us to ask questions because it's the way in which we can learn these magnificent brains that he's given us. He wants us to go deep in, in, in it with him by using our minds with the spirit, that combination to ultimately apprehend truth. And for that truth, as we continue to allow it to, to invade our mind, beautifully invade our mind, so to speak, will transform us and bring us to a place that we never thought possible. So it's all important. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Because I think about early in my walk, how I would, you know, think that I had to be in a certain posture, a certain position, you know, on my knees or, or whatever. But, you know, wa watching you and Chris, like walking past the garden, you know, and things like that. All of that stuff is part of everyday life with Jesus, you know? And that's, that's why I was so passionate when I was doing marketplace ministry. I mean, I wasn't like walking up and down the cubicles going, you know, Read your Bible and all that and everything. No, but I was walking in the rhythm with the Holy Spirit and, and giving a space, you right. know, giving space for the Lord to operate. And I, I can't tell you how many people would say things to me like, I think that, you know, uh, our faith should not be allowed in our workplace. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. go with me. When I punch in, you know, when I walk through that door and scan my badge, yeah. with me, you know, in, in everything that I do. So we've got to get comfortable. Yeah and uh intimacy with the lord amen amen, amen. and that, that's hard sometimes in the beginning but the more you do it it gets easier doesn't it it does and you know maggie you bring up a great point sometimes people think like you know what i'm not a pastor i'm not a teacher okay maggie you're in full-time ministry that's good for you camille you're in ministry good for you but i have to go out there and do my job at the grocery store or i have to work in this office environment and it's not practical for me to be doing some of the things the ministry that you guys are talking about the reality is that 
Christ did fisherman work. The reality is that Paul was a tent maker and that the disciples did fisherman work. Whatever it is that God is giving you to do as a job or as a work, that is ministry if you have the mindset as of one who is a minister, which is who you are. You don't have to go into a workplace, whatever it is you're doing, and pound people with the word of God and right. scripture and how much you know. Just even your life, how you live, how you choose to love people, how you choose to give, how you choose to express who you are in, in concert with what you know to be true about Jesus in his own life. That in and of itself is a ministry. Uh, Edward Guest has this beautiful poem that I love. And he says, I'd rather be a sermon. And he talks about the fact that at the end of the day, the sermon in seeing it in the example of you and I walking through the workplace, the highways and the byways of life, that is more powerful than a minister or a teacher really sometimes expounding these and pontificating all these wonderful words. And you're like, oh, impressed. No, no, no. The, it's not. That's not where we should be impressed with. We should be impressed with the life that mirrors Christ. And you and I can live that anywhere. Wow, that's so powerful and so important. I do believe somebody needs to hear that. So rather you, if you are at home mm -hmm. uh, taking care of your children and homeschooling, you're in ministry. You're ministering to your family. Mm -hmm. uh, I love, you ever read anything by uh, Brother Lawrence? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. The Practice of the Presence of God. That was his book. Yeah, that they yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like a right? I do. I do. Because Maggie, I was going to mention that, that your Lawrence talked about that. And I love the concept of how he just saw things, but the reality is that washing the dishes, the mom at home sitting there is like, well, you know what? But I still, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I got, I'm just at home make, with kids. I'm not even going into the highways and the byways. I'm at home with my kids. Who am I really ministering to? Wow, how am I really making tips? You're doing one of the most powerful, incredible jobs on the planet. Yes. Even your washing the dishes time can be an altar to the God, to God in whom we serve, where you are praying to him, praying about your, your children, praying about your husband, praying about family members, praying about the world. And your kitchen altar could be your washing dishes time. That is an altar. As you make the uh, meals in which you're preparing for your family, you can be praying, you can be thinking about scripture and how a particular scripture uh, needs to impact your life a bit more. Those are times in where the altar of God, it can be built by you and I. It does not have to be in the ways in which we traditionally see uh, the altar being built, which is I have to be in a building all the time or right. I have to be in these specific circumstances. Absolutely. We can fellowship with the Lord at any time, anywhere. And I love that because it is really it, it is about incorporating uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives through us, you know, being the hands and feet. Bible tells us whatever our hands find to do, do it unto the Lord. And your children are your first ministry. And I, moms will say this to me all the time. Well, I'm just. And I'm like, oh no, it's not just. It is literally, uh, you know, this is the most you are able to impart to the next generation. You know, the truth of God's word and, and how to walk accordingly in the spirit. And so it doesn't have to be a certain thing. It needs to be whatever God has yeah. you doing in that season. And I believe a lot of times I can remember, you know, like I said, OK, work. It is, it is marketplace because that's where I was. Right. Then church heavily involved. I was a, you know, minister of a or a counselor of uh, biblical principles at my previous church. And so during that season, it was the church. Then there was a season where it's outside the wall. So what we're saying here 
Wow. Don't put God in a box. Yeah. Don't be like, I have to go to the house of the Lord. And we're not knocking that. We know a lot of people can't right now, but that is not our only fellowship. We don't wait until Sunday to go have a communion with the Lord. He, he, you know, he wants to invade our space. And as we allow the work of the spirit to work through our mind, to renew our mind with the washing of the word, we start to be transformed. And as we are transformed, then we can go out into the world and be that sermon that you're talking about. I love that. Yes, yes, I love it. Yes, Maggie, you just hit on a crucial point. If we were to summarize what we were just indicating a while ago and someone is saying, okay, what are you guys really talking about in those those uh, points that we just mentioned? Romans 12, 1 to 2, one of my favorite scriptures. And the reality is that uh, the message version, I love it, where he, uh, Eugene Peterson, if you were to read that version of Romans 12, 1 to 2, it says, take your normal everyday life and present it before God as an altar or as a sacrifice. So what we're talking about here is that to, to, to get out of the mindset, God doesn't want us to have a mindset that he's limited in his space to just our time with him on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day you worship. He wants us to know he wants all of our lives. Yes. So every single day of our life, every moment we breathe, every opportunity that we're given to have life, he wants it to be symbolic of our worship and service to him. Every opportunity, every moment not when just people are looking at us when right. people's eyes are not even on us we're still serving our god we're still worshiping him worship is 24 7. that probably is the quickest most uh, succinct way of saying it that if we understand that we are the temple yes yeah i said that we are the temple of the living god That's just right. as the lord was the temple we as his disciples have become the temple of the living god if we get that we start to think differently, uh, affects our mind, affects our uh, what we do in terms of what we're eating and the, the habits and the choices we're making, because we understand that he inhabits this temple, yeah. this this mortal body. What a powerful privilege each each of us get to to have Absolutely. in this world. Let's wow. use wisely. Let's use that privilege wisely. Yes, yes, and that is walking in the wholeness. And so. Yeah. This Yes, walking in the wholeness, and I just absolutely love it. My goodness, Camille, I believe I could talk to you all day long. I love you so much. If I would ask you, what is a key you would like to leave the viewers with? What is that key that you think that is, and I know there's many keys, and we know, you know, but what is that key that you'd like to leave with them today? Mm, yeah, you know, I would just say there are many keys, as you said, but there are three I'm going to just say succinctly, but it's really in one. And this, the, the one is really sandwiched right there in the middle. The first would be Ecclesiastes 12, 13, where ultimately the word of God says that our whole duty, our whole life is about obeying and living for God, pleasing him and not worrying about material things, not worrying about whether we have this or we don't have that, whether coronavirus is happening or not. Just going about our life simply living with one aim in mind to please God. The second thing is to know that the only way in which we can please him is to be directed by him. So we have to be able to be in tune with him through communion with him in his word by his spirit. Uh, that's what eating with Jesus, the concept becomes really important by hearing his voice. His voice will direct us. That becomes the foundation of our lives. That is one of the most important keys of our life is hearing the voice of God and like Christ being, we're not going to perfectly do it like him, but being in tune with the spirit so we can literally walk out what it is that he has for us. And the last thing I would say is Romans 12, 1 to 2. We just talked about it. 
really renewing of our minds. So many of us uh, need to be uh, parented by the father himself. Uh, we have areas of our lives where we are, we're either still not dealing with, we're kind of suffering from the consequences of our past and yes. wants to parent us and there are things that mm -hmm. we can do in our lives. So those three together, if we're living in, uh, in harmony with those scriptures and walking with that, we will indeed have our best life, period. Y'all, I want you to rewind the broadcast and listen to that again. For those of you watching this on the replay, stop it, pause it, breathe, and, and, and get that. Totally get that because that will transform your life if you implement those three keys. So, Camille, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. I appreciate you so much. You guys can find my sister at CamilleInspires.com. And I encourage you to follow her on Facebook. I know some of you are watching this on YouTube. I believe you're on YouTube too, right? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> on you can all be on YouTube eventually. Wherever she's at, find her, follow her. And because the word of God just flows out of her. And I love you so much. Love, love you, you viewers. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you the next time on Keys to Your Best Life. Thank you, Maggie. Love Thank you. Guys. you. Love you.